And now I'd like to invite you to join me in prayer as we move into a little bit more of this message. Lord God, continue to speak to us, continue to center our hearts, our minds, our wills upon you that we that we might turn to you and walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you uh, uh, regularly use a GPS system to get you to various places that you don't know where you're going? Yeah? How many of you still rely only on maps if you don't know where you're going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you pointed, you said you'd just figure it out then. You, if you don't know where you're going, just point yourself in the direction and figure it out. All right, all right. I used to do that too. And, uh, and then, no, actually, we used to enjoy doing that but, uh, um, together. But then I had to get there in a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> and then I found that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. But, but anyway, um, it's... I still do that somewhat with the GPS, but I want to I just talk for a minute about that difference between GPS and maps, because they are very different things, aren't they? Remember, you remember getting out the maps or an atlas? Some of our kids, I, I don't know, some of you probably have never seen an actual map, but uh, <laughs> you have? All right, good. So when you get out the map, it, you, you see a depiction of the whole area that you're talking about going someplace in, right? It's all there, and so you have to learn how to find the symbols and read the, read the descriptors and all of that kind of stuff. You have to orient yourself so that, you know, maps are usually made with north at the top, and so even though you, you are looking at it at the top, that doesn't mean that... that this way is north all the time, right? <laughs> forward is not, uh, we always think of forward as being um, towards the top of the map, but it's not that way with the map. Um, so you have to orient the map and get it going the right direction so you know which way you're going and all of those kind of things. But when you are dealing with a map, the first thing to do is, is to what? Is to figure out where you are on the map, right? Where am I? Where am I going to start? And then, then you got to figure out, where am I going, right? Where is that on the map? And then you start on your own to do what? To plot out the route. How am I going to get from here to there? And you make all those decisions ahead of time, and you figure out, all right, this is how I'm going to get from here to there. And it's all on you, and you make up your, your mind as you go. Now, when you're dealing with a GPS, it works a little different, doesn't it? When you're doing it with a deep GPS, you don't see the whole picture, right? You don't know all of the roads. What do you know? You start with what? Where you're at? Um, sometimes, I usually start with where I'm going because, because my, my GPS is my phone and it already knows where I'm at. So usually when I'm talking about GPS, I just say, well, where do I want to go? And I just say, I want to go here. So I put in the, the, the place, that, the location of where I want to go, the address or the name of the town or whatever it is. And so you, so you say, that's where I want to go. And then it says, okay, well, 
Where are you starting from? Right where you are? Yes. All right. Then I go. Then it, then it, does it, does, do I plan out the route? No. Then what do I have to do? I don't then look at the whole thing and say, all right, this is how I'm going to go from where I'm at to there. What do I, what do, I do instead? You listen. Because it's going to talk to me and it's going to tell me, it's going to give me directions, right? Because GPS is not about maps. It's about directions. It's not about reading. It's about listening. It's not about uh, plotting a course. It's about following a path. Now, whether you prefer one or the other isn't really the message here, but I want us to think about this in terms of what we have before us today in, in our lessons and in our gospel today. Because our lesson and the gospel today are both about paths. The gospel specifically says uh, John the Baptist was out in the wilderness in, in Judea and it highlights a verse from Isaiah to describe who he was. He says, this is the one, this is the voice in the wilderness calling, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his, what? Path straight. It's about a path. It's about a way. It's about a, 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 a place to follow, a way to walk, a, 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 a journey to walk down. Make, but whose journey is it? Make whose path straight? Make his path straight. Who's his? That's a weird thing to say, but who's his? Who, make his path straight. Who's, who, who's the his? Is it me? You? No, it's Jesus. It's God. Make God's path straight. That's the thing. And I think so often um, in my own walk, and I can't say my Christian walk because it's actually my non-Christian walk, even though I'm trying to have a Christian walk. This is my non-Christian walk that I do more frequently, which is that I, I try to make my path straight, right? I try to say, well, this is where I'm trying to get to, and then I want God to make that as easy as possible, right? You with me? That would be make my path straight. God has a different, uh, John the Baptist had a different calling. He didn't, he didn't come out there to say, here's how you get to what you want in the most efficient manner possible. He said, that isn't what it's all about anyway. He said, make his path straight. He's the voice in the wilderness calling out to us, calling out to the world to make God's path straight. Where is God headed? <laughs> Do we know? At this time of year, we know exactly where God is headed. Right into the middle of our world. Our life. Our existence. And in the Bible, that world is described as our darkness. It's not darkness because it's so terrible. It's darkness because we don't really understand it. 
It's darkness because we don't really have the big picture. <laughs> we don't have the map. We aren't given a map. We think that we're given a map. We think that we're given a map and that allows us to plot out our own course that we can, if we can understand all of the things, then, then uh, what? Then we could say, well, then I, I know this is where I am, this is where I'm trying to get to, so now I can plot out how I get there. And that, as long as I keep following that, my path, then I'll end up where I need to be. And I'll, I'll probably need some help along the way, so I hope that God is with me to get me to where I want to go. And that's what gets us back into the what? Not Christian walk, but the non-Christian the non walk. The walk that says, uh, Christ follows me on my path. Hmm. You see what happens? That's, I, I, I liken that to our, our GPS example here. That's when... Um, my GPS chimes in and says, uh, turn right in 1,000 feet. And I say, why would I want to do that? <laughs> That's obviously wrong. And so I keep going. And then it says, recalculating or make a U-turn ahead, right? And I say, no, I'm not making a U-turn. I know where I'm going. You just keep silent. And so I keep going, and I keep going. And eventually, what? The, the GPS, with the GPS, eventually something happens. It starts to follow the route that I wanted it to follow. Sometimes, if you're out in the, in the, in the countryside, it might take several, you know, several exits on the highway before it starts to get a clue that I'm not turning the way, I'm not going the route that they were telling me to go. I'm going a different way. What really happens is that eventually, the GPS discovers you're not where you're supposed to be, and you have a new, you have a new path now. And that's, that's what I'm looking for, right? But I have messed it all up. And sometimes we say, well, with the GPS, that might be better. But in our example, right, if, in, in our example of using that imagery of following God's path, right, don't we do it there too? Don't we have our sights set on where we're going? I know where I'm going. I know how to get there. I, this is easy. I, I, I understand. I need, to, I need to go to church. I need to read the Bible. I need to pray. If I do those three things you know, that I learned from the time I was in Sunday school, that that's what we have to do to be a good Christian, that then, then uh, that will get me to where I want to go. And so we just keep doing that, and we keep heading where we want to go and trying to make life the way we want it to make. And we're doing the right things along the way. And so all the way through, what's... What's it going to say? Well, I, I'm, I should be there. And then what happens? We find ourselves in a different place than we thought we were supposed to be. Right? Well, how many times have we ignored the directions to turn along the way? So that we need a new path. You see, because I think what happens so often is I end up saying, make my path straight. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm focused. This is where I'm going. This is how I'm going to do it. And God says, I'm not worried about your path. <laughs> your path doesn't need to be straight. Your path, your path can, is going all over the place. My path. God's path is the path that matters. It's the one that goes straight. 
hopefully straight to my heart, straight to my head, straight to my will, straight to straight to our world. But if that's the case, if it's about his path and not my path, then when the direction comes to turn, I better turn. And that's exactly what John says. He doesn't say turn. He says what? Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. See, we hear that word differently too, don't we? When I say repent, we hear say you're sorry. (laughs) That's actually not repentance at all. That's contrition. To have a contrite heart is to be sorry for your actions. It doesn't say anything about that you're going to change your path. Many of us have swapped repentance for contrition. I'm sorry I didn't listen to you when, I, uh, when you told me to turn there. Um, that was a bad decision. I apologize. I feel really bad because it's going to take me forever to get to where I want to go now. Repentance says, I was supposed to turn there. I need to stop where I'm going. I need to turn around. And my path is going to get more crooked, but God's path is going to get more straight. Whose path are we following today? That's what John calls us to. He gets so ticked off with the Pharisees and Sadducees. And, that, and, and it's not because they're bad people. In fact, they were the examples of the society that, that they're a part of. They were the ones that we would have hoped our children would grow up to be just like them. Oh, they've got it all. They've got uh, a, a successful uh, career. They've got the respect of those around them. They've got, uh, they understand how to make things happen in the world. They ought to stay out of trouble. That's all good stuff, right? The problem is that if it's not, with a, if it doesn't come with a humility and a willingness to say, my path, no matter how good it might look to me, is not the path I need to follow. It's only and ever God's path. Then we will have missed the point. And John gets upset because he thinks that they're coming out there to, to, to seize the act of repentance and make it into an act of contrition. It says, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Change your direction. Don't be about your path anymore. This is not about you. This is about God. Make his path straight. That starts like we said with the children. With us stopping, pretending that we know better, that I have a way to escape. It starts with me owning who I am, what I understand about myself, not just the good that I present, but the all that I know. May God come and have full reign in our hearts. May I stop making it so darn difficult for God to get into my heart. 
because I'm so resistant to his path and so enamored with my own. May God speak to your heart today that you may hear in the call of John the Baptist, this weird dude in the desert, eating locusts and wild honey, dressing in camel's hair and shouting at people that are respected. He's a weird guy. But you know what? God has his heart. And he's willing to follow. And he calls us to do the same. May we listen. And stop arguing. And may we follow. Because it's not about my map. It's about his path. Amen.